I have thought about what I could minister on this morning about Palm Sunday because it's the same story we, year after year, and there's nothing new that I could add to the story. But I am a firm believer that as you read the scriptures and as you study the scriptures, the Holy Spirit can always bring out a new illumination of the scriptures. There is not many revelations. There's only one revelation, and there are many illuminations of the one revelation. I'm going to say that one uh, again because I think it's important. There is one revelation, but there are multiple illuminations of the one revelation. And so as we begin to look at the Word of God, even though it's the same story that we've read year after year and we commemorate Palm Sunday, I believe that the Holy Spirit has the ability to illuminate new practical life application that you can use in your own life. And so that's what I want to do this morning. I want to preach a sermon called Failed Expectations. Failed Expectations. And that passage is found in Matthew chapter 21, beginning with verse number 1. Uh, actually, we're just going to shorten the scripture a little bit here. And let's just go to, um, let's go through to verse number 7. Matthew chapter 21, verse number 7. Then they brought him a donkey and laid clothes on them, and they sent him on them. And a very great multitude spread out their clothes on the road, and others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitude who went before him and those who followed him began to cry out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when they had come into Jerusalem, and all of the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth, Nazarene of Galilee. And so just for a few moments, I want to preach on the thought, failed expectations, failed expectations. You know, for centuries, for approximately 2,000 years, the Sunday before Easter has been commemorated as Palm Sunday. And basically, it's the commemoration of Jesus coming into Jerusalem on a donkey. And uh, the story tells us in Matthew chapter 21, actually, the story is recorded in all the Gospels. And I think that this is important for us to realize because the story is recorded in all the Gospels. So obviously, it's an important story. It's not just recorded in the book of Matthew, it's recorded in all the Gospels. And I believe that the writers want us to take a few moments to reflect upon this story since this story is recorded in all the Gospels. And so basically, it commemorates Jesus coming into Jerusalem on a donkey, and we commemorate his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And the story tells us, the story I read to you in Matthew chapter 21, it tells us that people took down branches. In other gospels, it says it's palm branches. They took down branches and they begin to wave them. They took their clothes and laid it on the ground. And they begin to take their palm branches and they begin to wave it and they begin to cry these words, Hosanna to the son of David, Hosanna in the highest. Now that's interesting to me as I read this story because I believe that the story has so many good nuggets in it that 
I don't know if I have enough time to explain them all to you. So I've just taken a few things that I see in this story that I will really want to emphasize to you this morning about Palm Sunday. You know, I believe that all of us have experienced failed expectations. And if anyone has experienced failed expectations, I believe it's the people that's in the story in Matthew chapter 21. The scripture tells us that there is a multitude of people on that Sunday morning. A multitude of people, a multitude of people waving branches, crying Hosanna to the son of David, multitudes of people taking some clothes, laden on the ground. There was a great celebration, great rejoicing, great singing, great celebration. But yet the end of the week on Holy Week, there was a lot of failed expectations. There was a lot of disappointment in the hearts of people. Here is this man being celebrated on Sunday, and yet on Friday he is being crucified. I mean, people were so disheartened, people were so discouraged that only one disciple of the 12 disciples were the, was at the, resur- uh, was at the uh, uh, crucifixion. All of them were afraid, all of them were disheartened, all of them were discouraged. Only one disciple showed up at the crucifixion. There was a lot of failed expectations. There was a lot of disappointment. A lot of their hearts sunk. Here is this man that they are celebrating on Sunday, and yet on Friday, the Romans are crucifying him. I mean, that is almost an oxymoron. It's a paradox, isn't it? I mean, one day they're up and one day they're down. I mean, can you imagine their emotions? Can you imagine their mental anguish that they had experienced? One day they are celebrating and waving palm branches. and another moment, the Romans are crucifying him on a cross. That is what I called failed expectations. It kind of reminds me of what's going on in the world. A few Sundays ago, we were inside of this church. We were waving our hands. We were rejoicing. As a matter of fact, I can just reminisce. A lot of us was up front with our hands lifted. Can you hear the music? Pastor Sean asking us to come forward and you can hear the drums and you can hear the worship team with their hands lifted. You can hear great celebration. You could see a full church. You can hear the babies in the nursery crying. You can see Pastor Stephanie teaching the children. I was standing at the coffee shop after church shaking hands. It was a great time a few Sundays ago. There was great celebration inside of this building. You see cars pulling up to the building. You see Floyd shaking people's hands as they were walking in. There was this air of anticipation in the building. I mean, our expectation was high. We were believing God to do something supernatural in the year 2020. As a matter of fact, I stood up the last Sunday of January and talked about what we were going to do in 2020. And ever since then, there has been this great anticipation about what God was getting ready to do in 2020. And all of a sudden, things changed. There is no more waving our hands. There's nobody in the building. Nobody teaching the kids. Nobody to rock the babies. There's no babies to rock. There's nobody to shake hands at the guest center because there is no guests. Nobody drinking coffee. Nobody laughing. You see, folks, 
Palm Sunday really does represent where we're at. We live with failed expectations. And on Sunday, they celebrated his triumphal entry. And yet on Friday, they were disappointed. They had failed expectations. It kind of reminds me of where we're at. You see, because you can't sympathize with Palm Sunday because you wasn't there 2,000 years ago. You read the story and you give mental assent to the story. You agree with the story because it is the word of God. It's a nice story to be read. It's a nice story to teach our children. But Christ's point, let's put ourselves in Palm Sunday. A few weeks ago, we celebrated just like they celebrated. And yet it kind of reminds me that we're living in a perpetual Good Friday. It kind of reminds me that we're stuck in a Good Friday. Because all we see is death. All we see is disappointment. All we see is heartache. All we see is unemployment. All we see is a pandemic. All we see is fear. It reminds me that we are living in a perpetual Good Friday. Yes, we remember the waving of our hands. We remember the celebration. We remember a few weeks ago how it was like a Palm Sunday. But Christ points I want to remind you that Jesus does not come to meet our expectations. He comes to meet our needs. Sometimes he doesn't come to meet our expectations. Sometimes we live with failed expectations. And listen, I believe that God is sovereign. If you read the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, sometimes you will see uh, the nature of God as his sovereignty. In other words, God is God and God will do what God feels best. And sometimes we got to live with failed expectations, but that's not the end of the story. That's not the last chapter. That's not the last paragraph. That's not the last sentence. And sometimes we got to change our perspective and realize that God is still writing the story and there's another chapter for us to read. This may be Good Friday. This may be a perpetual Good Friday, but there's still another chapter to be read. There is still another sentence to read. There is still another paragraph to read. Where the devil desires to put a period, God by his spirit wants to erase it and put a comma. The story does not end there. And sometimes in our failed expectations, God wants us to realize, listen, I have not come to meet your expectations all the time. I have come to meet your need. Listen to me, Christ's point. Do you know what I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to us? Even though we cannot be here physically, maybe the Holy Spirit is saying, what I need from you is I need you to love your family. I need you to spend time with your family. I need you to love your children. I need you to be the spiritual man and woman of your home at this time. And I need you to be Jesus to them. Instead of us relying upon the church and relying upon the pastor, maybe God is shaking us a little bit and saying, I have not come to meet your expectations. I have come to meet your need and you have a need to be together. We have relied upon our cell phones. It's supposed to connect us, but really it has disconnected us. 
This is the time for us to reprioritize our life. This is the time for you to do deep reflection over your life. This, listen, how the Holy Spirit spoke something to me. He said, I want my people to win as they wait. Win as they wait. Win as they wait. We live in a society that people become frustrated. If they're single, they're frustrated because they think they need to be married to win. No, no, no. You need to win as you wait. You need to win. You need to be productive in your predicament. You need to be productive in your waiting. You need to do something in your way. Don't let your waiting be idle, but let your waiting be productive. Be productive in the midst of your predicament and you will win. Can I hear an amen? Somebody up in your house. Be productive in the midst of your predicament. Whatever you find yourself waiting for, Don't just wait for the sake of waiting, but be productive in the midst of your waiting. If you're waiting on your spouse, be productive. Go to school. Learn. Grow. Grow. Be the right person so that you can meet the right person. If you're waiting, do something productive in your life. Press forward. If you're not intentionally going forward, you're unintentionally going back. Find something. Be productive. Jesus does not come to meet our expectation. Jesus comes to meet our need. He comes to meet our need. Number two, isn't it amazing in the story of Palm Sunday that this is the only record of Jesus ever elevating himself above the crowd? The only time in the Gospels that Jesus ever elevated himself above the crowd was on a donkey. Listen, in other places you'll find like Zacchaeus climbing up on a tree, elevating himself to see Jesus. But this is the only occasion in the Gospels where you find Jesus elevating himself above the crowd. Why is Jesus elevating himself in the crowd? What elevated Jesus? This is the question that we got to ask ourselves. What elevated Jesus uh, on Palm Sunday? It was the donkey, wasn't it? The donkey was not a animal of war, but it was known as an animal of peace. So you know what elevated Jesus on Palm Sunday? It was peace and humility that elevated Jesus. Elevation will only come through humility and peace, not through war and aggression. That is what elevated Jesus. It was that donkey, that animal of peace that elevated him. And elevation will only come through humility and peace, never through war and aggression. True peace will never come unless the Prince of Peace comes. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. Jesus fulfilled Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9 where he comes lowly setting upon a donkey. He is elevated. If we want to be elevated in the presence of God, we must approach life and our problems through peace and humility, not through war and aggression. You know what? It was kind of like Peter. He wanted to... He wanted to approach it through war and aggression. And you know what he tried to do? When Jesus was being arrested, he took his sword out and chopped the ear off of the soldier. And Jesus said, don't do that. If I want to be free, I can call a legion of angels. That's not how we fight our battles. That's not how we fight. As Christians, we don't fight through war and aggression. We fight through humility and peace. Number three, I want you to notice in the story, number one, I want you to notice that Jesus does not come to meet our expectations. He only comes to meet our need. Number two, you'll see that Jesus was elevated 
in the crowd. He was elevated through a donkey because the donkey represents peace. Number three, I want you to notice, I want you to notice the importance of Hosanna. Hosanna. They took palm branches and began to cry Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. You know, the crowd didn't get it that day. They really didn't understand the the dynamic of what was going on. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. In other words, blessed are those who make peace, not war, not aggression. They didn't understand what was happening that day. Something supernatural was happening right before their eyes, and they did not understand that. As they took the palm branches and began to wave it, they began to cry, Hosanna, son of David. The word Hosanna means save us. You know what they were crying? They were saying, Lord, save me from the Romans. Save me from the Roman Empire. Because Rome was dominating the world. Rome had control over God's people. And so they wanted to be free. They wanted to live in their own country with peace. And they were crying for a Messiah to come to deliver them. And they were hoping that Jesus was that promised Messiah. The promised Messiah from the lineage of David. You remember the story of David in the Old Testament? He was a popular king who brought peace and prosperity to the nation of Israel. And the nation of Israel was hoping that there would be somebody like David who would come and bring peace and prosperity again to their people. And so they lifted up their palm branches and began to cry, Hosanna, Lord, save us, save us from the Romans. Bring us peace again, bring prosperity again. But what they failed to realize was it was a failed expectation. Jesus never came to bring a physical kingdom on earth yet. He was coming to bring a spiritual kingdom on earth and they failed to miss it. Will Jesus have a physical kingdom? Yes, he will. He will eventually have a physical kingdom here on earth. But when Jesus came 2,000 years ago, Jesus came and brought another kingdom. He brought a spiritual kingdom. He brought a kingdom of peace. He brought a kingdom of joy. He brought a kingdom of repentance. And these people missed it. They were anticipating to be delivered from the Romans. But Jesus came to bring another peace. He came to bring another kingdom. And could it be, listen to me, could it be that in this pandemic, I'm not saying that God caused it. I'm not going to be a theologian to try to dissect why this is trying to happen. What I am trying to say is this. We are called to win as we wait. We're called to be productive in the midst of our predicament. I'm asking you is that sometimes our expectations are not fulfilled. Sometimes he fulfills our need. And what is the need in your life that God wants to meet during this time of of, of the pandemic that we're experiencing? Listen, these people cried Hosanna. They were crying, Hosanna, save us, Lord, save us. But they failed to realize that he was going to save them through his sacrifice and through his passion. Isn't it interesting to me that there was a connection? There's a connection between chapter 20 and 21. You see, I want you to notice the comparison. I want you to notice the connection between chapter 20 and 21. Did you ever notice that? And I've never saw this before, but I think this is important to say on this Palm Sunday. This is interesting. 
in, Gen- in Matthew chapter 20, beginning with verse number 20. In Matthew 20, verse 20, it gives a description of the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons, and she was kneeling down, and she said in verse 21, she says that she wants her sons to sit with Jesus in his kingdom. In other words, she is asking something great. This mother comes to Jesus and she is saying to Jesus, will you allow my sons to sit with you in your kingdom? And isn't it ironic? That's chapter 20. And yet in chapter 21, greatness was not found in someone sitting with Jesus on his right hand and on his left. But greatness is found in setting on a donkey, on a lowly donkey. You see, sometimes we misunderstand what greatness is. Sometimes we misapprehend what greatness is. In chapter 20, the mother of Zebedee's sons thought greatness was setting on Jesus' right hand or in his left hand. But in chapter 21, Jesus demonstrated what greatness really was. Greatness was greatness. The greatness himself was sitting on a donkey in humility and in peace. Greatness is not sitting on a throne in his kingdom. Greatness is laying aside your title, laying aside the title and picking up the towel. Greatness is laying aside the palm branch and embracing the pain. Greatness is, is laying aside the crown and uh, embracing the, the thorns. You see, greatness is more than just sitting with Jesus in his kingdom, in his presence. But greatness is willing and waiting to walk in humility and in peace. I want you to notice The next thing I want you to notice about this Palm Sunday story, I want you to notice the fickleness of the crowd. The fickleness of the crowd. Have you ever met fickle people? I mean, if there was ever fickle people, there's some fickle people in this crowd. One day, they're waving their branches, and they're saying, Hosanna in the highest. They're celebrating Jesus. And do you know, at the end of the week, they're crying, give us Barabbas, and crucify Jesus. The same crowd, the same crowd rejoiced on Sunday and the same crowd condemned him to death. It's the fickleness of the crowd. It's the fickleness of the people. One day they are worshiping God and one day they're condemning him to death. On Sunday they're waving their branches in celebration, but yet on Thursday and Friday they are condemning him to death and saying, release the criminal, give us Barabbas. The fickleness of the crowd, the fickleness of people. I'm telling you today, you can't rely on people because people are fickle. One day they're up and one day they're down. One day they're up. They're so fickle. And that's why you've got to find your strength in Christ and Christ alone. He has to be your everything because people are fickle. People praise you one moment. People crucify you the next. You've got to find your strength in people. I mean, in God. You've got to find your strength in God. You've got to find your solitude in God. You got, he has to be your everything. Because people are fickle. People will disappoint you. Failed expectations comes because people are fickle. Failed expectations come because people 
are fickle. Have you ever been hurt by people? I mean, Jesus experienced the fickleness of people, didn't he? Oh, come on, church, didn't he? Peter said, Lord, wherever you go, I'll go. I'll die with you, Lord. But he wasn't there at the crucifixion. Those disciples who walked with him for three and a half years, where were they? Nobody showed up but his best friend, John. That's the only guy that showed up. He was there. But nobody else was there. Everybody else was gone. The fickleness of people. Sometimes people will disappoint you. Sometimes people will let you down because of the fickleness of people. I realize that and this is a powerful, powerful statement, but I believe it's so true. That praise becomes criticism when expectations are not met. Praise becomes criticism when expectations are not met. You see, when expectations were failed, Christ's point, when Jesus, when Jesus failed their expectations, when Jesus didn't overthrow the Romans like they anticipated, their praise became criticism because of failed expectations. And during this time of pandemic, don't let your praise become critical. Check your heart. Because he did not come to meet our expectations. He came to meet the deepest need of the human heart. Praise becomes criticism when expectations are not met. Praise becomes criticism when expectations are met, not met. What about it, my friends? Do you feel like on this Palm Sunday you have failed expectations. Listen, I do. I mean, I have lot, I have failed expectations. I was looking forward in seeing you on Palm Sunday. I was looking forward in seeing you on Easter. I was looking forward to the celebration. There is failed expectations. But the Holy Spirit said to me the other night as I was praying, he said, son, ministry is an overflow of your relationship with me. You do not run after ministry. You don't find your solitude in ministry. You don't find your solitude in serving. You don't find your peace in ministry. You find your peace in me. And ministry is just an overflow of your relationship with me. So after he said that to me, I changed my perspective. Because Jesus is my everything, not the church. Jesus is my source, not the church. Jesus is my happiness, not a full building. Jesus is my joy, not a guest at the guest center. Jesus is my everything, not a full parking lot. Jesus, could it be that Jesus is saying, I am taking you away from the noise of the world and bringing you into a secret place so you can reprioritize your life and you can find out that I am your true source of fulfillment in life. I don't know because I'm not God. I don't know what God's doing. I know what God's doing in me.
And maybe if you listen closely, the Holy Spirit will take your failed expectations and you'll begin to think differently about your failed expectations. And maybe it's not the expectations that you need to be running after. Maybe he desires to meet the need of your heart. Amen. Happy Palm Sunday.